Learning how to lean into our feminine is a powerful initiation. From there, we can lean into our self-worth, we can learn how to rest, and so much more. I'm welcoming my dear friend Chelsea Wildfire onto the podcast to talk about how to reclaim your feminine and embody your truth. Welcome to the Cyclical Podcast. I'm your host, Cassandra Wilder, and this is where we tap into our power, our cycles, and reclaim our life. Hi, gorgeous friends. Welcome back to the Cyclical Podcast. I have a very special guest on today's episode, my dear friend, Chelsea. I'll introduce you to her in just a second, but this woman is really, really special. I am so lucky to get to talk to incredible people on this podcast, and Chelsea is right up there too. Chelsea Wildfire is a feminine embodiment coach, a soul guide, and a fearless leader, and she's inspiring a global movement of women to ignite their inner flame, reclaim their power, love themselves more, and break repeating patterns. She is really the epitome of someone that has done the work and now guides other women to do the same, to break free of those patterns and those limitations and fears that many of us live by. This episode's really, really juicy. (laughs) We say that word a few times in the episode because we are talking about self-worth, pausing, resting, being a cyclical being, understanding what patterns in our relationships and our lives mean. So I hope you can sit back somewhere nice and cozy, go out for a walk, sit in the sunshine and just absorb what Chelsea shares in this interview. Hi, beautiful Chelsea. It's amazing to have you on the podcast. How are you? Oh, hello. I am doing really good and it feels good to be this good finally. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Yeah, it's been a hard, you know, couple years for the collective, but I'm so glad that you're thriving and doing everything you can to live in alignment. I know this episode's going to be so good today. Yes, I'm very excited to share and co-create and talk with you and just inspire others too. Yes, yes. It's hard to believe it, but we met four or five years ago, right, in Costa Rica. And you came to one of our retreats there and it just was incredible. The moment I met you, you had the most like infectious, beautiful spirit. You have the best laugh. Hopefully you laugh at some point in this episode so everyone can hear it. Um, And it's just incredible to see where you've gone from there. You know, like you've continued to find your own truth and your own path. Now you serve so many women as well. And it just feels so sweet. Like we've been connected all this time. Yeah, you know, it's at, it was 2018 in January because that is where like my shift really happened. Mm-hmm. So I whenever every women's circle I host, every event I do, ceremony, I share a little bit of my story about how, you know, I went to college, I got the job I thought I wanted, mm-hmm. that society told me I had to do, and then it killed my soul. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was rough. Yeah. And I went to one of your retreats and it was just like, oh, this is it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, I absolutely loved that space and being with, there with you and other women. Oh, thank you so much for what you do. Oh, thank you. I know I miss retreats so much that it's been kind of impossible lately, but I really look forward to that again. There's just nothing like a week in the jungle of Costa Rica with some incredible women. Yeah, and just the journey to get there was a mess for me. Uh, Yeah, the universe was like, I don't know if you're ready for this. And you were like, no, I'm ready, though. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Well, so tell me more about your story. So you said, you know, you went to college, you did what society said, which is you get a job and you're supposed to be happy and fulfilled. You weren't. So what have the last few years opened for you? 
Yeah. So, you know, I followed that path of wanting to help people. I knew when I was younger, like I struggled a lot growing up and I had a lot of just challenges and I felt really alone Mm -hmm. when I was younger and I wanted to be that hope and help other people. Right. Mm -hmm. So then I followed the path. I went and got my bachelor's degree in psychology. I worked at a treatment center with uh, uh, teenagers who had suicide attempts, self-harm, anxiety. And it was like, I helped them, but they didn't want the help yet. And it just made me really sad every day. (laughs) And then, you know, going to your retreat, I remember sitting in circle and looking around and being like, oh, wow, this is possible. Like, you know, let's talk about a sister wound for a second. Growing up, I feel like many of us have been bullied Mm -hmm. or had a best friend who hurt us or there was some sort of fighting or drama and problems with the feminine. So the sister wound is huge. And being in that space, it was like, whoa, this is what I need. And this is what I want to bring to the world. And, you know, you mentioned... Um, having women's circle training. And at first I was like, I don't know, I don't know. And by the end of the weekend, I was like, yes, this is it. (laughs) So then it's like, you know, when you step on your soul's path and listen to your intuition and your guidance of like, why am I here and what am I doing? It just lines up super fast. Because that was in January. I started my women's circle training with you in March. Mm -hmm. And then I might've even been that year or the next year, I got my yoga certification and started training for retreats with you too. And as soon as I got my yoga certification, I was not even a month later, I was leading yoga at music festivals and I was hosting (laughs) red tents at music festivals. It was just like, boom, boom, boom. Universe lined it up and opened it up right away because I finally said, yes, let's do this. So when you just step into it universe is like all right let's go for this ride it's like you know they're happy you're here and doing it (laughs) totally totally yeah when we finally heed the call usually things kind of give us that momentum to reassure us that we did make the right choice yes yes definitely and uh you know you also talk about manifestation and how you have to surrender and give space for flow Mm -hmm. and allowing the universe to co-create with you and, and assist you And that's exactly what happens. Yeah. Just so funny, though. It's so against what we want to (laughs) do. You know, we want to plan and structure and force. And you're just the perfect testament to leaning back and allowing things to come to you. And now you live your sole purpose, which is incredible. Yeah, it feels so good to wake up excited and just be inspired. And yesterday I got a message from a client that she finally said no and no more people pleasing and just... Seeing women say no and stand in their power and own their worth, oh, it ignites my little heart so big. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And it's a big, that's a big leap for most of us. So I'm so glad you're helping women have boundaries, say no, and get out of good old people pleasing. Yes. Yeah. Wow. So you've made some huge transformations in your life. Um, You know, before we hit record, we were talking about the last 18 months or so and how everything has shifted, of course, with this pandemic. What have you felt through this transition? Has it been challenging for you as like a, you know, really stepping into the entrepreneur space or was it really freeing? Mm. Well, I want to start with when you choose to show up and uh, inspire and lead other people, 
universe spirit source is going to test you and make you show up first. Yeah. So I signed up to be a feminine embodiment coach and I didn't even know what it really was. <laughs> I knew like I had two goals. I was going to host retreats and I was going to be a, um, a coach. And I saw feminine embodiment coach and I was like signing up. I already put my money down and the lady was like, do you want to know what I'm going to teach you? I said, Nope, I just know I need to do it. <laughs> You're so great. <laughs> Talk about following my intuition, yeah, right? <laughs> literally. I love telling that to people. I know I'm a little crazy, but my intuition has led me in all the perfect places. Mm -hmm. And um, so I finished this coaching right at the beginning of 2020. I finished my certification and then all of a sudden, boom, we're in a pandemic and it's our first shutdown. And I'm over here like trying to sell my first coaching packages. Mm -hmm. So it was scary and it was um, intimidating, but it also helped me be like, look, if I can do this now, I can do it through anything. And I believe that this uh, shift, uh, you know, the the world is shifting right now. We all know that, right? And the beginning of this pandemic and having shutdowns made people slow down. Mm. So we have been living in this masculine, go, 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 be productive, or you're not worthy. You have to overwork yourself. You have to like be king of the hill and like, hurt other people and like fight your way to the top and just overwork your body and get burnout and like all these things. And I feel like the world was like, no, stop, slow down. And it just like made us all really be in our space by ourselves, not be able to go out and do a bunch and run and hide and avoid things mm -hmm. and be able to look around and be like, okay, whoa, what am I doing? Who am I? Why am I in this job? You know, um, I think it made a lot of people and still is reevaluate their career, their purpose, who they are and start to wake up. Yeah. So that shift into that feminine energy of slowing down, receiving, just being, I think has been so important for the collective and then for me myself, too. Yeah, that's such an empowering perspective. You know, of course, there's been huge suffering and loss and stuff over the last 18 months, but there's also been some like silver linings, like you said, and it was an interesting lull, especially that first two or three months, you know, when we were all like, I don't know what's happening. Should I go out? Should I stay in? Like, can I go to the grocery store? You know, it was such a weird time. And I think we all rested probably more than we ever had in our life. And I think that sets a nice intention to kind of go back to that space rather than leaning back into the masculine now that for a lot of us, things are wide open again and you can kind of go right back to the hustling. Oh yeah. My body was not having that. When I had to go back <laughs> to the hustling, she was sore. Like my low back just like locked up. Like mm -mm, you have to listen to your body. <laughs> yep. She was not liking that. But also the other thing that came through is safety. I, you know, not even just the collective and the health wise, but physically too. Uh, you, there's also a lot of other things in my personal life that I was going through that was making me show up and be stronger and, and walk the walk, right? Mm -hmm. I can't be a coach. I can't lead. I can't guide people if I'm not walking the walk and really showing up for myself and others and learning safety within. I think the last two years has rattled our cages when it comes to feeling safe. Mm, that's a and, really sweet metaphor. I like that. Oh, I've been using that a lot because, and then also I live in Minnesota. I live in Minneapolis where w the riots began, where we started the protesting, right? So 
I have been really digging into safety and what that means. And going back to childhood and what did you feel, when did you feel safe or protected? How can you find that within your own self, in your own body? And how do you help the masculine energy and the feminine energy within you feel safe and have the space to thrive and create and be and do all the things you want to do in life? Mm-hmm. That's so well said. Can you like give an example, I guess, of like an area in your life where you were operating more in the masculine mindset and how you've leaned now into the feminine? I would say doing versus receiving mm-hmm. and especially with pleasure. Yeah. Um, Cause yeah, I grew up seeing my mom work, 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 work and overwork herself just to get by. And I have learned how I have to shift out of there. I was working two jobs plus working on my business. Right. Yeah. But my business was on the side. So I quit one of those jobs, which was a huge portion of my income, but it was bad for my soul, my energy. And I shifted into slowing down and opening up to receive. There are so many blocks to receiving pleasure and and money and relationships, love, joy. Like that is pleasure in our life. And we have to open up and work through some things and our money stories and different cycles that we have to be able to receive more. So now I get to slow down, be home, not overwork myself all the time, not have to work double shifts just to try to make enough money, but be able to create the space for myself so that I can show up fully and be of service and work with my clients and and really do what I'm here to do by being in my feminine energy of being and receiving, not having to overdo and make myself overwork. So beautiful. I just, hearing all that is so beautiful and powerful. And I think a lot of us seek to feel more pleasure, but our lifestyles aren't always conducive because we're so busy. What you said kind of reminded me of the guilt a lot of us feel when we want to slow down or do less. We have like a million you know, things that come to our mind that say why that's selfish or bad, or we think of something else that we should be doing. How did you lean away from the guilt circle? No. <sighs> That was a process, <laughs> isn't it? I know. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, this this took a while. Like, I would say a couple of years ago, like when I was teaching yoga, I would every class I made us do a certain pose with our um, arms wide open, our knees wide to open up to receive. So, first, beginning to set that intention, like I am open to receive. I am learning to receive more. Even now, my daily meditation is about allowing myself to receive more, and um, shifting again from the, my worth is connected to what I produce. That's a big one. Our society is all about, yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> our society is all about producing and creating and having to be and doing something 100% of the time to be worthy. And that is not possible. That is how you go into your burnout. Exactly. So finding the space inside of yourself, like I am worthy by being me. And giving yourself that love, that gratitude, saying thankful, like, I'm thankful for you, looking back at how far you've came and just like who you are now and feeling good in that. Because often the guilt and the shame that we carry from a situation or from not doing something is often heavier than the situation itself and then keeps us down and low um, and stuck 
versus being like, hey, you know what, that's okay. And accepting it and acknowledging it and giving it the space to be there and feel it for a little while and then move out of it. Give yourself the permission to feel it and then step forward away from it. Oh, that's so true. It is like the how we build it up in our minds that make it so intense and overwhelming and feel like we're so stuck. Usually it's not necessarily situation. It's like you said, how we're building it up and really attaching to it. Mm-hmm. And holding on. We like to grasp onto things and hold really tight and that it only creates tension in our body and through our body releasing those tension, the stories, the old ways of being and our like energetic, our mental, our physical you know, you have to work through all layers of that. Yeah. It's like a journey. That's like everything in life. There's no like quote end goal or like a, an end place you, you get to. It's kind of like a invitation to continue to lean in and do the work. Yes, always. And then especially as being a feminine embodiment coach, in uh, <laughs> a leader universe is like, all right, well, here, let me keep testing you. <laughs> yep. Let me again and I've always said you know like the sacred spiral the Fibonacci spiral you're gonna keep coming back to lessons right could be a similar person could be a similar situation different tests and it's how you're gonna grow from it are you gonna learn that lesson and evolve and spiral up or are you gonna go back into that repeating pattern and and make the same mistakes do the same things and exhaust yourself and get stuck mm-hmm. well, patterns are such good teachers aren't they they're Oof. Yeah, they're really good teachers. <laughs> yeah. And that's, I think, what would be interesting with the pandemic being kind of a pause for everyone. The pattern, you know, is are we going right back into doing and hustling because that's safer? You know, I saw this amazing Instagram post recently that was saying, you know, feeling like you have to be busy all the time is a trauma response because you're afraid sometimes to actually be still enough to like hear your own thoughts. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I think that's 100%. a big piece of this. Yeah, and that used to be me, you know, overworking mm-hmm. multiple jobs, go, 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 always leaving, always doing. I was a runner. I avoided um, and I overworked myself. And letting go of that and slowing down and, and shifting that has been beautiful in my own business. And now I get to witness that in my clients. You know, my client, it was she messaged me before our session last week and she was like, I realize I don't know who I am. Like it's been scary to slow down and just be with myself and just that, uh, that awareness and waking up to that and then choosing to create more time for yourself to slow down. Like she works three jobs and goes to school. I'm like, Look, where can you, and has one-on-one sessions coaching with me. Like, wow. and that's deep healing. So she's <laughs> doing a lot of stuff. And I'm just like, I'm proud of you for, you know, moving past those excuses and taking the time to really slow down and listen and feel. Yeah. Whew, I hope she listens to this so she can feel like we're all honoring her efforts, you know, and um, honor that she's seeing the pattern in her life and she's wanting to move away from that. I think we've all felt that. And I think, I don't know if it's our generation or it's probably all generations really up until now, it's been so ingrained in us to just think that you you have to push through and you just... You just keep moving forward. You know, there's no other option. Yeah. Yep. And and I said, you know, that that the collective and society wants us to be on 100% all the time and how that's not possible. And especially us as women, like we go up and down through the month, through the year, you know, like we, like you always say, we are cyclical. We go in cycles and 
giving yourself that space to be down, to be low, to rest, to take care of yourself is then going to nourish yourself enough so that when you are there and ready, you can give that 100%. But you can't do it the whole time or that's just going to wear you out. Yes. And then you're going to be down to zero. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm so glad you're saying that. Obviously, that's my obsession in life. Um, yeah. And it's my favorite thing to just show women what their hormones do in a month, you know, because it's usually like a light bulb moment of like, oh, Oh, that's why I feel different. That's why, like you said, everything about me changes. And as you said so well, that period phase is when everything is low. And that's ideally that optimal time of rest. Um, and it's, I wish our society was more conducive to that. So I think, unfortunately, we really have to put in a lot of effort to create that space. Otherwise, it's just going to move right through you and you'll, you know, five, year, five years will pass and you'll be like, oh, I never actually got to lean in. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Our cycles are so beautiful. Such a good blueprint, I really, for everything. Yeah, and I think it if you when you pay attention to it and you really look at it, you can be like, oh, wow, okay. So it, it kind of gives you like an acceptance, like, oh, it is okay to rest right now. Like, I don't have to go be 100 right now. I can just slow down. And I thought it was interesting. So last week I was on vacation. I was coming home and I was passenger. So I was on my computer doing stuff and I was just creating and creating and creating. And it was the day before the full moon and I cycle with the full moon. So I was like, all right, I got to create right now before I have to rest. So good. <laughs> so it, yeah, it was nice to be able to um, create and get a lot of content up for this uh, new group program I have coming up. It was in flow, right? I can't make myself sit down and create something. I have, you know, I have a course coming out that I have been wanting to put together for a while, but I just didn't feel it right. And then all of a sudden one day I was like, oh, okay, we're doing it. We're making the videos right now. You got to create, you got to write this down. It was, you know, like, that's how I am. I have the flow. Mm -hmm. And then my masculine is like, hey, can we like actually get real about this and make some plans? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so having, uh, you know, balance with both, you can't just always flow. <laughs> right. Yeah. You have to have a little bit of the, the balance. <laughs> yeah. Feminine is like, let's do nothing. So yeah, if you're really locked into that mega yin, and some people are, you know, they, they do struggle with like being productive, motivation, even follow through. So I'm glad you're bringing that up. You need a little masculine. Um, it's just, yeah, equal, like an equilibrium. We want them together. Yeah. And it feels kind of like the anchor, mm, right? Because yes. the feminine wants to dance and flow and play and have fun. And the feminine, and then the masculine is like, hey, but still we have to do this work. <laughs> exactly. And I find the masculine too, you know, when we see someone really in yin, and I say that because I was in that state for a time in my life where I was just so flowy and like everything was like, if the moon is in the right sign and, you know, like it was excess, right? Where nothing then happened because it was like, there's always some planet that's retrograde or there's always like, something that I can blame, you know, for why I can't do something. I know yeah. if, if, if you've been there, you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, like you said, the masculine is the anchor and it's also the ability, I think for a lot of us to set boundaries, to say no, you know, those are typically more masculine traits that we can have. So that hyper yin also tends to be the people pleaser and the, the person that struggles to really yeah, hold any boundary. Yeah. 
<clears throat> I really believe um, balance in all areas of life is really key. Yeah. <laughs> Letting the, the masculine energy like anchor you and hold you while you also are flowing and creating and then taking the time together to be able to create with both of them. And uh, growing up, I didn't feel like I had a lot of safety. And that's why this last year or two of not having safety has really rattled the cages. Um, but finding that inner masculine energy and feminine energy and through some of my meditations, holding space for each side and listening to them and letting them have a voice so that they can tell you what they need. They can, you know, tell the other one like, Hey, this is what I need from you, or this is what I need from you. And having that inner dialogue with yourself and those energies Oh, it's really beautiful because it ripples out then too. Then you know what you need and you know how to communicate with yourself and with other people around you who have, who have those energies too. Yeah. Well said. Um, when you are working with clients, cause I imagine it sounds like this is like what you do. So if someone comes to you and they want to work with you because they feel like they're operating in a lot of these old patterns. They feel like they use busyness as like a safety net because they are, you know, afraid to be alone with themselves. How do you guide them back into safety and back into flow? Hey friends, I'm interrupting this episode really quickly to tell you about Funkit Wellness. Leaning into the feminine and starting to listen to our own innate cycles also tends to mean learning how to nourish our bodies. And that's why I love Funkit Seed Cycling Kits. Seed cycling is an easy way to start to nourish your hormones by eating different seeds in different phases of your cycle. Funkit seed cycling kits make this super easy because everything is already packaged for you, organic, non-GMO, vegan, and made in small batches. I love the ease of Funkit seed cycling kits because I can just sprinkle it onto the food that I'm eating that day and I get to know that I am taking care of my hormones, giving my body amazing nutrients, and supporting one of my favorite small businesses based out of Austin, Texas. Now is the perfect time to get started with seed cycling to nourish you through the winter and you can get started with 15% off with my code DRC15 at funkitwellness.com. All of that is linked in the show notes and it makes for amazing gifts this holiday season. All right, let's get back to the episode. Ooh, yes, thank you for that. I absolutely love what I do because I am a guide. I'm not a coach that's just like, like I am a coach, but I'm not one that's looking down at you and telling you what to do. So <laughs> I guide women into their body. And right now um, I have a group program called Break the Cycles. Like it's literally about let's go into your old stories, what your limitations you're carrying around, what you're feeling. And then we have... Uh, different modules and embodiment practices and meditations and practices to feel into your body, into your inner knowing, your heart and your womb space, connecting to both of those. And starting with where the cycles begin, how we can shift them, reframe them, open up to receive more through guidance and safety, I think. Uh, you know, we need a lot of safety to grow and heal and work on anything else. If we don't feel that safety, we're not going to be able to grow. So through my group program, it's all about breaking the cycles. And then one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions with me too, of allowing women to start feeling their body again. Society and everybody numbs. We watch Netflix too much. We overeat. Some people are, are still numbing with drugs and alcohol. Like there's so many things to numb 
So just guiding women how to feel again, how to come back to home in their body, how to listen to their intuition and actually follow through with what your intuition tells you to do. Mm-hmm. I needed you when I was 20. <laughs> you would have changed my life when I was exactly that. I was numbing everything because it was scary to feel. Yep. And I was too. And that's what made me lead this and do this is I had to learn all these lessons the hard way over and over and over again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> It's time to just be like, look, let me just tell you what I did wrong and what I did right. And let me help you get there much faster and easier. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah. Having someone support you is usually the, the the thing that changes everything because then you have someone really rooting for you, checking in with you. It's another one of those things that I'm like, hindsight's twenty twenty. you know, like I wish I would have had people like you around me to support me. Oh, well, and somebody outside of you to call you on your crap. <laughs> yes, true. We are really good at telling stories. We are really good at our own perception and what we think is true. However, having somebody outside of you be question you a little bit and hold you accountable and bring a new awareness or a perception to you is really eye-opening. You know, first time I had a coach, I was in my story about unhealthy relationships and she was like, wait, I want you to like take a minute. And what is your story right now? I want to hear the truth. Like what's beneath that? And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. you're right. You know, being able to just really have, yes, support, guidance and somebody else that can be honest and real with you and help you see something differently is super helpful. Yeah. Your clients and the people you support are so lucky. Everyone deserves that and needs that. Um, When people specifically struggle with the pattern piece in terms of they're really struggling to break the pattern of going back to whatever maybe that quote numbing thing is, what can that indicate or how do you walk clients through that? Uh, That pretty much always starts with self-worth. Everything I do every, like I do uh, energy healing, soul work, like uh, shamanic healing and journeys. And every time, no matter man, woman, whoever it is, it comes back to their own self-worth. So we could be aware of the cycle. We could know it's there and want to break it. But if we don't fill ourselves up and work on those pieces of where we don't feel worthy of receiving, we don't feel worthy of happiness, of love, of joy, if we don't start healing those, we're going to go right back to that pattern, that person, that cycle. Ooh. So, yeah. yeah that's, <laughs> that's so spot on. And you just said that without even pausing. You were like, it's self-worth. <laughs> oh, 100%. And some people aren't ready for that, but I'm, I'm not just light and fluffy. I'm going to tell you how it is and be real with you. Like, <laughs> Let's go in and get deep and do this. Mm-hmm. And people struggling with those patterns really need that. I mean, really all of us need that. You know, we need someone to help us really see the truth because certainly some numbing practices are a lot more dangerous than others. And we need someone to you know, say it to us straight. Yeah. Um, And 
I feel like in, in the spiritual world and there's a lot of like light and fluffy light workers, right? And I'm a light worker, but I'm also a dark, dark worker. You have to really look at the light and the dark. You have to be comfortable in your shadow. You have to know what your shadow is and then um, acknowledge it, accept it, work through it, fix or work on anything you can in it, but to also love it and embrace a dark feminine and that energy that she brings to the table, how she can help you too. I think that's really important. We are dynamic. We are whole beings and to accept and love the whole part of you, you have to look at every single piece of you. There was many years of me being in unhealthy, toxic relationships and I always blamed and looked at the other person and it took a big realization and vulnerability to look at myself and say, wow, where am I being toxic and unhealthy? Where am I being manipulative or scary? Or where's my anger, my sadness, my childhood trauma affecting the relationships, affecting the patterns and the people around me and my ability to open up, to receive, to allow? Where am I the problem too? And that's hard. (gasps) You know, like that's a big thing. I'm really proud of you. I've had the same thing where forever I felt like I dated the same person with different bodies and different, you know, names, but they were like at their core, the same thing. And I was like, what is happening? Like, why do I attract these men that, you know, exhibit these qualities that, that are not healthy for me? And then finally I was like, well, the common denominator is me. And that's hard. Mm -hmm. And the, uh, you know, we hear, we hear the term like narcissist thrown around all the time. And not only are people reflections of us, but these people who are hurting, they also throw a hook at you, right? And if you have big open wounds, that's where those hooks hook into you and they pull you in real easily and hold you tight. So if you don't start healing these wounds yourself, People are easily going to be able to hook into you and pull you, pull your energy, you know, and stay connected to you. Mm-hmm. And then that creates a whole new thing because then that's like the addiction pattern, perhaps too, for yeah. relationships. Codependency. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, so big. Yeah. And I think I think everyone listening to this can resonate. I think we've all seen these patterns. We've all at some point been codependent. Um, mm-hmm. Or yeah, it's true that the word narcissist is thrown around a lot. And some people maybe have those qualities, but um, maybe it's not always the case. Yes, very true. Yeah, I kind of like this relationship segment here because this, you know, our intimate relationships are sometimes the most harsh mirror for us, you know? Mm. Like, I used to always say, like, I'm just so great when I'm single. You know, when I'm single, there's no problems, there's no issues, you know, I'm just happy and whatever. And then I'd get in a relationship and suddenly I'd be like, oh my God, there's all this stuff going on. And a lot of it was me, you know, a lot of it was my codependency or patterns or whatever. Um, So relationships really are the greatest teacher and in a way, kind of like the best gauge for your healing. Yep. 100%. And you know, it's really funny. So I know we talk about manifestation, right? And I... (laughs) Oh my gosh. Right before, I think it was like 2020, probably the New Year's Eve before that. In my manifestation, I said, I am ready for a deeply healing relationship. That was probably the worst (laughs) way to say it. Do you know what deeply healing means? That means like really triggering and making you really look at all the darkest bad spots of yourself. Oh God, yeah. (laughs) 
So, <laughs> I did that. Mm. Cool. Now I know to be real careful with my words. Yeah. Oh, so funny though. Yeah. Like they say, careful what you ask for, but hopefully you actually did get some healing out of it. <laughs> oh, deeply, deeply. Mm. And, uh, you know, I learned a lot. I got to receive and learn how to ask for what I want and desire and receive like some really intimate passion and love. And also learn how to be strong in my boundaries and where I can be aware if I'm projecting or if it's really them, you know, like feeling what my boundaries are and somebody else's in relationship. That is not easy. Yeah, that's the work, though, isn't that? That's just that's it right (laughs) there. Um, My fiance currently, he is such a good mirror for me because we're really similar in that I think we're both like. I guess he'd probably be mad if I said this, but I think we're both kind of a sensitive soul. And so, yeah, we're, our mirror is really powerful and sometimes it makes it really intense, but the healing is so powerful because I can see each of us like reflecting each other in almost everything. And we could either, you know, burn this whole thing down or we could grow together. And I'm really grateful. We both have had the awareness to see the lesson and to try to grow each time. Yes. And that's the most important part is growth. Uh, That's in relationship. You really have to be with somebody who you know you can grow with and that they are choosing to grow too. That's why my old relationships, they would burn out because I was continuing to grow with or without them. So it's like, if you're not growing with me or growing in your own way, as long as we're both growing at some aspect, then it can work and be beautiful. Right. And like, think about marriages that last 20, 30, 40 years, like that's going to be a different person at the end of that. You're going to grow in some way. So being able to trust and know and communicate through that growth and grow together is how you have the healthiest, long lasting relationship. Yes. Great reminder. It it starts with us as much as we don't want to know that. (laughs) It starts with us. This is just so beautiful, Chelsea. You're such a wealth of wisdom. And uh, what? tell me more about this. I guess the last thing I want to ask you is, yeah, what is this feminine embodiment setup that you do with your clients? How is it different than like a different type of coaching? Because mm, we drop into your body and listen to what comes up. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's juicy. Like, um, okay, so feminine embodiment coaching is going to help you get grounded in your body, in your own inner knowing and intuition. So you find the answers. I guide, I suggest, I, I ask the right questions so that you answer those questions. It's um, a beautiful container because we start with just dropping you in and learning what a drop-in process is of guiding you into safety in your body, into your own heart and womb space and the energetics of being able to just connect with her and then guiding and moving the frozen tension. So we hear fright, flight, fight or flight, <laughs> sorry, words are hard. And we ha- hear those two ends, but there's also a freeze, which is what we do the most. Any argument, trauma, problem, situation that has happened in your life and that's scary or hard or you're angry, you freeze, you tense it, it gets stuck in your body, in your cells. So that's why every different pain in your body has different messages to tell you 
or lessons or it needs a space to be expressed. Like if you think about a deer, if a deer runs into the road, almost gets ran over, it's super scary. It goes to the side of the road, runs away and like shakes, it shakes it out, right? We have to shake it out. We have to express and get this energy out of our system. So feminine embodiment is about dropping in, listening, finding the areas of sensation in the body, waking up to all the different sensations and letting her speak. And then the hard spots, the places that there's so much tension and heaviness and areas that you're holding onto from childhood. Like you can think you've processed and done all the work and then you go into your own energy or your own body and it's like, oh, whoa, I'm still holding on to this. And then through flow, movement, dance, expression, allowing it the space to ripple out, to be felt, and to express itself so it doesn't keep holding us down and back. Wow. <laughs> I get really like, <laughs> if you could see me right now explaining this, I'm like moving. <laughs> wow. I get really excited about this. Yeah. Well, Juicy, like you said, it's the right word. And it just makes me so happy that it's so, it sounds like very somatic. And I think for the feminine, that is how we release and process things. It's not just talking. It's actually moving it out of the body. And that's exactly it. Mm, talking, sounding, breathing. That's the big, biggest three parts of it. And the breathing and the sounding. Also the throat chakra. Oh, we as women have a huge wound around speaking up, around speaking our truth, around being heard, asking for what we want. Oh, and it's deep, like deep back to our ancestors. I remember one of the biggest ceremonies I held was about going back and connecting to my ancestors and the witch wound of not wanting to share or be a medicine woman or speak up because I'm so afraid of being hurt by it, right? And using your body, dance, and then getting primal in your voice and your sound and like making these just like, like deep, like getting a woman to do that for her first time is real (laughs) difficult. I believe it. (laughs) But bringing in that aspect too and opening up the throat chakra to feel safe to speak up, to ask for what you want is monumental and what is really happening also in the collective right now we are finally speaking up more and we need more women to do that Mm -hmm. yes I hope everyone just does that takes a deep breath makes a big powerful moan and just notices how light they feel afterwards Mm, yes and I hope someone does it like in the middle of the office or something (laughs) make someone uncomfortable it's fine (laughs) hilarious to do that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, Chelsea, is there any last thing you feel like someone needs to hear? They're listening to this episode. They're really feeling activated by this. Is there a piece of wisdom you'd like to grant everybody? Mm, that's a really good question. I think right away that comes up is to slow down, take some time at the end of the day to check in with yourself and ask yourself, like, how am I feeling? Give yourself that space, five, 10 minutes, just like, all right, you know, I felt this today, and I just need to feel it for a second. Yeah. Mm, And allow yourself to go into the darkest, deepest shadow parts of yourself, so that you can feel safe in your own shadow aspects, so that you can be the biggest, brightest light on this planet, too, because we need you. We need every single one of you. 
to be that light and help each other smile and love more. We need more love and laughter. Mm, yeah, we're all too serious. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Be playful, have fun, be in your body. It's beautiful. Let that inner child out play and thrive. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, we all need that. Chelsea, thank you so much. I'm so grateful we're still connected. And I know that as soon as we decide we can finally do a retreat, um, you and I will be there and we'll post about it everywhere. So if you're like, I need to be in a space with these two women, uh, we would love to have you. But we don't have anything on the books yes. yet, but hopefully soon, right? Yes. Yeah, yes. hopefully. Um, well, Chelsea, where can everyone connect with you if they want to follow up with you? Yes, thank you for asking. I am on Instagram and Facebook under Chelsea Wildfire. Chelsea with an E-Y. Everybody does E-A, but I'm different <laughs> and I'm wild. <laughs> so Chelsea Wildfire, you can find me online. I do have my own website too, Ignite Your Wildfire. And um, right now I am doing a free 30-minute discovery call to just check in. Like if you want to learn a little bit about me, if you want to learn more about yourself, I can do this beautiful activations practice to dig into your patterns and beliefs and what you need most in life right now. They're very powerful and it's free 30 minutes to connect and share with each other. So I believe uh, that's a beautiful way to really get in there with me. But yes, online, I inspire and show up and share as much as I can. So it's a really beautiful space to follow me too. Mm -hmm. You are so amazing. I'm just so grateful for you. Don't ever dim your gorgeous light. And your light was there that moment I met you with your like bright tie-dye clothes and your bright spirit. And like, you just, you are light. You were the first person that said to me that I am so unapologetically me. Mm. I'm and surprised. That was the first time I heard it. Right. And I was like, oh, you're right. I am. And I, huh. <laughs> I had I've never heard that term before. And now I'm like, yes, I sure am not apologizing for anything anymore. I'm gonna take up space, I'm gonna be loud. Like I am wild and it's who I am. <laughs> oh my god. I'm like, how did everyone else miss this? Like you. <laughs> uh yeah, you just you are you. Um, so I don't know about everybody else, but it was clear to me. <laughs> I just nobody else said it to yeah. me. I think they were aware. Probably scared. They were like, ah, an embodied woman. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Definitely. The people do get intimidated by that. They sure do. All right, Chelsea. Well, thank you so much for being here. And friends, if you loved this episode, you can tag both of us on Instagram and share it. And otherwise, friends, we will see you next week. Mm -hmm.